0: sunday i heard you preach i must confess i was confused was
1: that your game this is news file it's your most authoritative news analysis platform and as you always know here on news file we put ghana first now before my guests begin to look at the issues that we are going to discuss for you i have a very short slide that i want to show you on the first Issue that we are discussing, which is the Council of State and the matter of ex Gratia. Do we have to scrap the Council of State? Do we have to scrap ex Gratia completely? Both? We don't need them. What is the argument? What exactly is the argument? And then our second issue will be a public service. Is it really the case that uh, civil servants or whatever you call them, that they um, are overpaid, or they are unpaid, and yet they are unproductive, <coughs> so that would be the second matter that we will look at. Um, I want us to look at the matter of <coughs> Article 71. <coughs> That's what we are looking at first, because it's come up in the course of the weekend, as we have shared with you, Professor Bafua, and the rest of them, illustrious citizens of this country, very principled people, what they have to say about it, and what they have to say about the 25-member Council of State, whether it is useful or it is a wasteful burden. And whether S Grisha is also useful or a wasteful burden. That's what we are looking at uh, in the first segment. So the Constitution in Article 71, has carved a certain special position for some people. Now, these people, or category of people, um, they take very good salaries, as in remuneration. Of course, their salaries is not up to what your. Uh, state-owned organization CEO, CEO stake, the one I shared with you some time ago, where they take salaries in excess of 80 million, uh, 80,000 Ghana cities a month, and yet they get everything, their DSTV subscription is paid for them, uh, lenses, they have an allowance for their lens that they use, you know, and and all of that uh, they have gardeners they have security they have vehicles um for a poor country people say <laughs> how did we come by all of this anyway so your article 71 office holders are treated as very special and um uh let me tell you how the s grisha matter to be a feather He has returned his ex-gratia for serving in the Council of State. Now he was president of the National House of Chiefs, and by the architecture of the Constitution, if you are president of the National House of Chiefs, you are a member, automatic member of the Council of State. So by that, he served some four years, 2017, um, until that uh, tenure completed. So. He says recently he discovered that some money had been paid into his account 365,000 cedis. 365,000 cities as S Grisha was paid to him. He says he find this to be part-time. He had sufficient remuneration to enjoy uh monthly salary, privileges, uh loan that they paid for, car loan, you know, and all of that that they paid for. So he didn't see why he should be taking extra money for a, a part-time job. According to him, it is inappropriate uh, inappropriate to receive over $365,000 um, as he already took monthly salaries for serving on the council. Now, the salaries of Article 71 office holders um, are determined by the president on the recommendation of a committee that is, you know, those for those people. And the president's uh, own is determined by, uh, as it were, uh, members of parliament, so to speak. A committee approved by members of parliament. Now, the speaker and deputy speakers, uh, the chairman and deputy chairman of the EC members of parliament uh, commission commissioners uh, for the Shraj, the chief justice and other justices of the superior court the auditor general district assemblies common fund administrator and other commissioners article 71 that's who they are um, salaries uh, determined by parliament on the recommendation of a committee um, for the president the vice president Chairman and other members of the Council of State and Ministers of State and their deputies. At the last time, these were the recommended salaries that, as we speak, is what the President, the Ministers, and these people are taking. The President um, is supposed to be taking uh, 47,000 a month, 47,277. The Vice President takes 39,000. The Speaker of Parliament takes 35,000, that's a month. Chief Justice takes 34,000. Cabinet Minister, who is also an MP, takes 33,000. Um, Cabinet Minister, who is not an MP, takes 32,000. I'm not adding the coins that's attached. <laughs> I say coins, but it's not coins. Um, then you have Chairman Council of States, takes 28,400 plus. Member of Parliament takes 28,000 plus. Member of the Council of State takes 26,000 plus. You also have um, in the question of the ex gratia so when they are done with the four years, what they are entitled uh, to take away as, if you call it pension, so to speak. The President, 659,000. The Vice President, 549,000 plus. The Speaker of Parliament, 488,000 plus. The Cabinet Minister, who is also an MP, takes 464,000 plus. Cabinet Minister, who is not MP, takes 457,000 plus. Member of Parliament takes 390,000 plus. That's a little less than the Council of State people. Uh, Member of the Council of State, That is 366,000-plus. So uh, that's how it looks like. The question is being raised about the Council of State, too. And guess what? Many of the people, some of the people sometimes, that you find in the Council of State, they would have already retired from their positions as Chief Justice, uh, from IGP, and the rest of them, and they will still find their their way into the Council of State. They would have taken ex-gratia. Take, for example, um, ET Mensah. He served as Member of Parliament, he served as a minister for how many years? And for each time, after every four years, he he took his ex-gratia. Uh, he's in the Council of States now. So what it means is that he is also taking S. Gratia again. So he would have taken S. Gratia for about uh, six times or more. Um, is a country ready to bear this bedding? That's the question that is being raised. And the salaries I just mentioned to you are actually not the salaries that they in fact must take. They normally would depend on the salaries that were determined for the previous parliament, or determined by the previous regime. And then when they, it is time for them to exit office, then they determine their own. I don't know why they do it so, because the Constitution doesn't say so. They should determine it before they start, but it, it looks like they want to determine when they are done. So when they are done and they determine it, this will go up. It has always gone up. The committees that do it, they always increase it. And when they increase it, uh, I think it was Mills who got angry at one of them and said, "This is unconscionable. We can't take it." And then set up another committee. The legality of that was questioned. And uh, they tried to remove <laughs> and beat their amounts down a bit. So at the end, what you have seen now, they will make a determination, and it obviously definitely will go up. When it does, they will receive all the back pay and then they will get the S Grisha in addition to that. Um, Thank you. I want to introduce my guest to you so that we go into this matters and it's important to uh, stress that for some or a good number of the Article 71 office holders, um, like a friend of mine will say, they can virtually live for all the four years of their lives without touching their bank accounts. You know why? Because they have accommodation. Uh, what, what is it that they don't get free? Okay? So their life is paid for. Their life, everyday life. The water they drink, the uh, AC they put on, is paid for. And their choice of healthcare, somewhat for a good number of them is already paid for, and they don't like the one in Ghana. They often like to go elsewhere to have it. So they can live all the four years without touching the accounts, and you'll be fine. So the question is, should the country continue to bear this every four years? If you take for the 275 members of parliament alone, the country at the end of the year is going to spend in excess of some uh, 150 million just for their exgracia, just for that group, not the rest of the other group. If you add the council of state, you add all of the other people, we may be looking at going into over 200 or beyond that. Just a million to pay them S. Grisha. Right. And some of them will come back and start all over again, receive that salary. And then at the end of the four years, they'll get another S. Gracia. Some have done so for over two decades serving the country. Um, my guests are here. So after giving that background, let's go now and look at <laughs> um, the guest lists. Suleiman Abrahima is Executive Director Media Foundation for West Africa. He joins us via Zoom. Thank you for your time. I hear he you have made an application to the Council of State for uh some documents to be released to you. Uh you are following the footsteps of Paul Adumotri. He applied and got it almost immediately. Uh you applied when? Friday. Do you have your request?
2: Well, not yet, but uh, we do hope that by Monday we should have it, uh, at least given the record that they've uh, so far shown. No, there
1: ought not be discrimination. If somebody can apply now and get it now, you should also get it on the same terms. The standard must be the same, is that not so?
2: Yeah, it must be so, but uh, well, since we applied only, applied only yesterday, um, we give them the benefit of the doubt and hope that by Monday uh, we should have it. Okay. Uh, let's hope that they will not get you to be
1: hiring me to go to court to compel them to give it. Um, And Suleiman Abrahama, uh, Media Foundation for West Africa, uh, they have made a good use of the RTI, except that on a few occasions they've had to hire me to go to court and fight for the information that their money as citizens is used to produce is giving to them also joining us is dr justice youngson vice president ghana medical association uh, this will be your first time after your elevation to this office after that's very true congratulations Thank you, congratulations um, i sat in class with him at the school of law and it was interesting. Don't forget to add that i always <laughs> sit <and guess> <laughs> It was interesting, and we kept asking ourselves: you are a doctor. What do you want to do the law for? You know. Anyway, uh, also joining us uh, via Zoom is Dr. Kwabena Nyako Otu, his chief economist and director, Labour Research and Policy Institute, Trade Union Congress. Thank you very much, Doc, for joining us. Great. Uh, but next time you have to unmute. Um, in the studio is Martin Pebu. He's a lawyer and rights activist. Thanks for joining us.
3: You're Great. welcome. Uh,
1: so I can see that you have, you have done a most unfair thing to the uh, CRC report yeah. than I have. I thought I have annotated it than perhaps <laughs> anybody else. See his own. Please put the camera on it. Tokubako doesn't do this to the documents.
3: It tells me that I'm not organised. Oh, Charlie. Uh, yes. That's, read it. That's so a about 10 million
1: between 7 and 10, right? That's a thousand mm-hmm. page document mm-hmm. that was authored by the CRC. Oof. My own still looks new. It yeah. uh, looks good except that I have annotated portions of it, but he has fault <laughs> He's put the camera on him. <laughs> He's faulted. it. We're trying to find <laughs> yeah. the guess right. of wisdom that this <laughs> money was used for. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Now, um, so let's begin with uh, Martin. Mm-hmm. The issue of Gratia as tied to the usefulness or otherwise of the council of state what would be your
3: great so as you rightly pointed in matters like this i said okay let me look at what the constitutional review commission said on this matter and i'm sure viewers think we've had debates on portions of this in the past straight away i'll say that the commission mm. agreed that look this council of states needs a drastic overhaul because You know, from the way they operate, we are not able to get that kind of credible, independent advice that we wish in a democracy such as ours. Because to start with, the president appoints 11 uh, of the members straight, so he has 11 in his pocket. He alone would decide. Maybe he can give his friends, you know, family, you know, things like that. 11 under Article. 89, right? And then you have a rep from each region. So, in a situation where the president alone uh, controls 11,
1: mm. you are certainly not going to go. So, get in it. fact, from 25, now that the regions have increased, mm-hmm. there will be 31 of them. Excellent. Okay, please go ahead. Excellent. Mm. You see?
3: Yes. So, in a situation where you have the president alone appointing these 11, then we are in for trouble. Especially as, and when I say president, I'm not referring to Nada, the current sitting president. I'm talking about a president. And you see, so far, Uh, except Professor Mills, who was generally seen as a very honest man, the rest haven't had very good personal standings in our society. Mm. You see, so you can't go to sleep, okay, confident that your president will do it exactly the way you want. Rather, as an ordinary man walking the street, I've been suspicious of all my presidents, except Mills, knowing that, look, they are looting. Forgive me, we have to be very blunt. If we don't do this, we will never get it right. Because we are playing all string. Oh, look, leave this. Uh, we have to be gentle. We are gentle, and the presidents, they are just plundering us, plundering us left, right, center. So for me, this council of state, as you've stated, you've seen that generally, they are not that robust. It's, and it's because of the composition, how they get in there. These are friends. People that are usually not stranger. or usually it's very odd to bring in an opposition member very, very odd. The last time we raised this about two weeks ago, I think it's, soon, it's an exception, right? Yes, it's because the assemblies and the appointment, how the appointment is done uh, does the representatives from the regions. The Constitution provides that mm. each uh, district assembly,
1: the electoral college, is made up of two representatives the constitution says in article 89 yes that's that's the council of state that's chapter nine of the constitution let's put it in perspective that there shall be a council of state to counsel the president in the performance of his functions recently um just a few years ago the supreme court held that the advice is not binding of course an an advice cannot be binding so the advice to the president is not binding and people have raised questions if their job is to advise the president and they cannot bind the president with the advice, what's the use? Some say it is still useful. Um, now, it says uh, who, who shall counsel the president in the performance of his functions? The council of state shall consist of one, the following persons appointed by the president in consultation with parliament. One person who has previously held the office of Chief Justice. So somebody who has retired as a Chief Justice. One person who has previously held the office of Chief of Defense Staff of the Armed Forces of Ghana. Another retiree. One person who has previously held the office of Inspector General of Police. Another retiree. The President of the National House of Chiefs like Toby Fede found himself, president of the National House of Chiefs. So if you ask why sometimes the National House of Chiefs presidency becomes bloody and there's so much politics in it, you should get to know that there's actually individual benefit, private benefit. Um, One representative from each region of Ghana Elected in accordance with regulations made by the electoral commission under article 51 of this constitution by an electoral college comprising two representatives from each of the districts in the region nominated by the district assemblies in the region and. Eleven other members appointed by the president. That's Martin Pebble's concern. Mm-hmm. Eleven other members appointed by the president. The Council of State shall elect a chairman from among its members. A member of the Council of State shall at the A member of the Council of State shall, at the first meeting of the Council of State which he attends, take and subscribe to the oath of secrecy among others. A member of the Council of State shall hold office until the end of term of the president unless that member resigns by writing, uh, uh, signed by him, an address to the president or becomes permanently incapacitated or is removed from office or dies. And then... (coughs) Uh, it says various other things as to what they will do. Yes, Martin. Yes, Sam. Um, uh, good. So you've right. So you say that it's through the district uh,
3: assembly forming the electoral college that ET men have made it as an exception to the Council of State. Otherwise, this one is for a certain clique, okay? Yes, classmates, friends, and all that. We certainly can't continue spending so much on this particular Council of State. And the Constitutional Review Commission also agrees. So, It says that, that's at page uh, 131, that the commission, and I just want to uh, read some portions. Okay. The, okay, at 132, it says that the, the commission recommends that the composition of the Council of state should be radically revised so that the number of members appointed by the president out of a total of no more than 25 members is reduced considerably from 11 to 5. That's the commission itself. But com- I'm talking about, I want, I'm interested in those who gave submissions. Mm. Says that some submissions strongly called for the minimum qualification for appointment or election to the uh, Council of State. Um, okay. So there's a portion that says that they ask for the abolition. I, think I should just mark it. Hmm. So I'm interested in the abolition. So you see that this is to say that the uh, citizenry have always made it clear that they don't see good. Yes, at 133. Three, it says that uh, an equal number of submissions call for the abolition of the Council of State. Those who held this view, reason that the Council of State has outlived its usefulness they say that it is not necessary to have an elaborate state apparatus for the sole purpose of cancelling the president. And I think they have something to say. I support. Yeah. Because as I've said, this uh, Council of State so far hasn't, I mean, not this particular one, the institution as created by the Constitution doesn't. Uh, f- live up to the billing. Mm-hmm. We're expecting a robust council that can cancel the president. Look, last year we're here. Menu paid millions of dollars contrary to the Constitution. The Council of State, at least, we've not seen that they said anything to the president. Uh, police went with life ammunition and the military to hijra and killed citizens. The regional minister is still, or Simmons, is still in office. I mean, come on, you can't do that, at least if your ultimate responsibility would have shown that, or would have been long gone. And even apart from that ultimate responsibility, he's on earth Who have said that he asked the uh, military to come in. And they came in and they killed. And even some, most shameful of all of it is that in 2021 and even in 2022, the military and police are using live ammunition to control crowds. When we have a series of enquiries, uh, commissions of uh inquiry reports that show that Ghana police service is not up to scratch when it comes to crowd control. You have the Ryan report, Acha report, and so on and so forth. They have all said that we don't do well. And so my pain, Sam, is that as far back as 2005, the British came up with a new form of ammunition, the AEP. Okay, the automatic um, energy. Uh, energy uh, projector, AEP for short, you can Google it and see. What it does is that when they shoot at a person, what it does is it bruises the person. So it hits, it will cause pain and slow down the person. So that if then you find that the rioters are too rowdy, use AEP. My pain is that how come that, look, today I'm holding is it iPhone 12 or 13, yet Ghana Police Service for over 15 years that we've had AEPs on the market, we don't know that we should go and buy Uh, AEPs to use for crowd control. Yet I'm sure if you were to take the top brass of the police service, you see iPhone 13 and so on. So the thing is that we are just not doing government business the right way. So what I'm saying is that the Council of State that we expected to be able to step in and tell the president that, look, Mr. President, we don't think you're doing it right this way. They are not living up to that billing. So if they are not living up to that billing, they have to go. Let's stop wasting money on them. Let's stop wasting money on them. And if we want, look, if it's independent advice we want, we can make crowdfunding. We can invite citizens. There will be ways that will get experts on any particular matter. They will constitute them into a committee. They will look at the bills or whatever they president. them on. People are willing to give free advice. Yet they won't get near because mm. they are not part of the ruling government. That's a pain. We have so many experts. But because they are not willing to say things against opposition, no, usually, ruling governments will not take them because they to get
1: a seat at the table, you have to throw death at the opposition. You have to be very partisan. the, the police, is it really about that? Because there are times where they use whips and how they use it on the crowd. Um, and my my memory comes quickly about when the let my vote count alliance were agitating. I remember I criticized them to the point where um, I was. It was said that I was lawyer for. The, let my vote count. But I was no lawyer for them. I was just thinking that they were doing the wrong things. Mm-hmm. How they were surreptitiously going on their blind side, pro- procuring injunctions against mm-hmm. them yeah. from demonstrating, and I was criticizing it all the time and criticizing the judges who were also doing so, mm-hmm. until Justice Dennis J, mm-hmm. you know, presided over the issue later and mm-hmm. said that the police cannot go for the uh, injunction ex They can not go for it on the blind side of the demonstrators or organizers. They should uh, give notice. On that occasion, mm-hmm. they use whips. Yes. You remember uh, somebody lost an eye? Yes. You remember yes. Gabi, yes. Gabi, Gabi yes. Asarayatridaku was whipped yes. like a common criminal, yes. just helping to yes. lead a demonstration? Yes.
3: Uh-huh. Isn't it better? Gabi is still alive. Yet when his uh, uh, uncle came into office, the police are using live bullets. So police have now killed citizens. Gabby is alive. If they had used live ammunition at that time, probably he would have been dead. Which is better? Any day the whip will be better than the live ammunition. So you see that this example rather shows that in Ghana, we take two steps forward and then fall
1: backwards. Okay. That's the goat dance. Okay. okay, so we are actually talking about the Say You mean they are not giving good advice or they are not giving it at all? Because it's up to the president to take or reject the advice they give. Yes. So, and you will not know if they are giving advice on all the issues that you have raised. Excellent. I think for some years we saw their reports. They do some
3: work. But the problem is that it's not that type of work. A lot of the time, they are clients. They don't, you see, they don't serve as a good counter-check. When you read the case, that was done in the Supreme Court, the GBA, Tadio Sori's case, when the GBA stood up, you know, in the context of President Mama rejecting some of the nominees to the Supreme, Supreme Court. And yeah. all. Mm-hmm. When you read the Supreme Court decision, okay, mm-hmm. they make it clear that we all expect that the Council of State and the uh, Judicial Council there will be restraints on the powers of the President. It's a restraint we are not getting. So for me, people died
1: in a drought. Death. When police went there, as I said, what are they doing with life? I you expect the Council of State to come out to say, yes. We advised the President, but he yes. didn't take yes. it. Yes, yes, yes,
3: they should indict him. Because look, let's not miss Sam, You read Article 89. Mm-hmm. I think if we go to uh, 92, let's not make something. Mm-hmm. The Constitution only says that they should meet in camera. So 92, clause uh, 3 says that the Council of State shall hold its meetings in camera, but may admit the public. public to any meetings, whenever it considers it appropriate. We want transparency. What did they do? Painful. Then you let young people go and kill fellow citizens. It's so outrageous, very, very outrageous. So look, to the extent that we expect that they should act as a counter-check, because as I made them, First point, mm. since '92, except Professor Mills, who was seen as an honest man, the rights have not lived to their billing. They are generally seen as people putting their hands in their kitty,
1: just plundering us. So on so, the matter of the Council of State, your point is that it should be scrapped? Yes, yes, oh, definitely. No two ways. You don't agree with people like uh, President Kufour who says we should rather elevate it into a second chamber no. of elder people who will now have the power, legislative power, to insist on how things are, to happen, like we see in America. No, 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 no. no. There's no, they've, they've lost the chance. They've lost it. It's Interesting. Let's, let's just do something Interesting. People, OK. We can do ad hoc committees mm. on each particular issue. The Constitution yes. Review Commission, one of its concerns was not only that the president should, you know, uh, stop the plenty appointments he does onto the council, but also that the president should cease selecting who chairs the council. Even though the Constitution says it is the council that will choose their Mm -hmm. chairman, Mm -hmm. it's become a kind of... uh Practice Mm -hmm. that the president determines who is the chairperson, which is terribly wrong. It's just like our national
3: media commission. You see that you say they themselves should choose, but when you walk around the corridors, then it's the president's favorite who's chosen as a chairman. You won't get somebody who is vociferously against
1: the president being chosen as chairman. So you see why we need to tweak.
4: Hmm.
1: Okay, Uh, Sule, what do you say? Council of State. So he's dealt with Council of State. So we'll deal with that and deal with the S. gratia separately. Council of State. Is it is it
2: useful? Well, I think that if you look at the constitutional provision, it was intended to be a useful institution of governance. However, over time, uh, given the nature, the composition, and all of that, I think it has turned out to be a very needless and, I would say, for lack of a better word, useless institution. And as Martin was saying, if this institution is the institution that is supposed to be counseling or advising the president, whether or not their advice is binding is another matter. You ask yourself all the kinds of developments we are seeing, the state of our country today, the polarization and partisanship that we are seeing, (coughs) what has been (coughs) the rule. (coughs) Sorry what has been the role of the council so far. But what is for me quite curious is the fact that if you read the, the Duando uh, uh, um, committee report, the presidential emoluments uh, committee, the one that was set up to look at the period 2017 to 2020, you read the report uh, when they engaged the, the council. And in fact, the council is actually, I mean, my council members were actually telling the committee that the role of the council had actually expanded to the extent that now they actually represent the president and sometimes the state at certain functions and apart from that they have also been engaging in mediation and conflict resolution activities and for that reason the work has become so enormous that their conditions of service had to be looked at and apart from that, they talk about the need to provide accommodation for members who are outside uh, Accra. And in fact, asking for an increment in the salaries that are paid to them. And this is what the, the advocacy that they were putting out. Even as we see it as a very needless uh, institution in our democratic setup at this stage. But for me, I think the problem is not just the, the individuals. In fact. The, uh, Martin was talking about the appointments of the 11 people. The president controls more than 11 because the, the former CDS has to be appointed by the president. The former IGP has to be appointed. The former uh, CJ has to also be appointed. Now, if you even take these uh, three people, a retired CJ, a retired CDS, uh, a retired IGP, Samson, by their conditions of service, they retire on full salary so the former cj who is on the council of State continues to earn the salary of a justice of the supreme court the former cds continues to earn full salary as though he was still working with the ghana armed forces the former igp is the same and this is this is the reality they retire on their salaries and then on retirement if you take the cj for example on retirement the gratuity is uh, four, four months' salary times the number of years they served as CJ accumulated and given to them as, you know, retirement package. And then, whilst they receive their salary from the state, they are appointed to the Council of State, and there too they are being paid salary. And then after four years, they are being paid 366,000 Ghana cities as Gratia. I mean, mm-hmm. what kind of country is this. And for me, sometimes it's also the personal conscience. And as Toby said, this is certainly a part-time job. But you have Council of State members who are doing full-time job, being paid salary by the state, by, tax, by the taxpayer, and then earning salary as well at the Council of State, and then at the end of the four years, giving uh, gratia. For me, perhaps, we need to look back at the Constitutional Review Committee uh, reports. And I, I don't know why President Mahama did not implement that report. I think he was the best person to have activated the recommendations of the Constitutional Review uh, um, Committee report. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. The, the report was presented in December 2011. July 2012, President Mills passed on. And this was a vice president who was serving under President Mills when the committee was set up. Given that, well, presidents come and they abandon uh, activities of their predecessors, for me, it, wouldn't, it is not surprising that President Nekufuado comes and perhaps doesn't want to deal and with the as we understand,
1: the need to get a bipartisan buy-in was completely not working because if you listen to the team members who was leading the side of the NPP, they were just not ready for it. It doesn't matter that all of them had contributed somewhat, you know, uh, all previous presidents or previous, you know, political leaders had made input into it. Uh, it did appear as if suddenly they had a change of mind and didn't want the review report implemented. So, from where I stand, I know very clearly that they were against it, even though they didn't show it as openly at the time. And we we kept being told that that's the reason they were unable to implement, because they had done all the draft legislations in respect of it. They had done all of them. Everything that needed to be done was ready. Remember, they formed a Constitution Review Commission Implementation Committee, and Everything was cooked. And also there was a lawsuit. The lawsuit was determined eventually. And there
2: was still some amount of time. Well, Samson, yes, these things happened. But for me, it's one thing saying, well, I couldn't do it because there was no bipartisan buy-in. And what we'd see, for example, if you look at the uh, election of DCE processes that was uh, that were initiated by President Ekufoado. Of course, at some point we all realized that uh, the president realized: look, if this thing were to happen, mm. uh, we would we would lose. But but we had gotten to a point where we would say, well, the president or the government of the day was so determined to have it happen. Except that last minute when it was realized that no, if this thing happens, my position will be defeated, and therefore there is no point going ahead. In terms of the constitution review uh, recommendations, I don't think that we saw that level of effort on the part yeah. of, the, let's say, the Mahama regime. Mm-hmm. If there was anything at all, remember that there was a period—I mean, sometime between the time it was presented and when President Mills died—so a lot of the things would have been done still under Mills, you know. And so for me, the excuse that well we made an effort and there was no bipartisan, you know, buy-in and that's why we dropped it. Uh, flies in the face of you know the the facts that we know and 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 what we saw. So I will go back to the point that I don't think that President Mahama showed any candid commitment towards having the constitutional review process take place. And President Nukwado has made it clear. There was one meeting that I was part of and I don't think that was an off-camera conversation uh, or in-camera conversation. And the President made it clear that well he doesn't think that the constitution should be open to that kind of you know amendments as were proposed by the by the committee because otherwise there had to be a total overhaul of the constitution. Mm. And his view, this is the constitution that has really served our country for almost you know three decades as at the time. So if it is not broken, why do we want to to fix it? So given that
1: these are in, the same. In, interestingly interestingly um i have said before that the first time i heard about the use of the word overhaul in respect of the constitution i heard it from Nana Kufuado, mm-hmm. that the constitution needed to be overhauled mm-hmm. somehow they all seem to have changed their minds some some mm-hmm. some point in time yeah, i mean obviously
2: it, it, we've gotten to the point where we know that as far as our leaders are concerned they have certain principles when they are in opposition and when they get into power the principles change and president Akufuado has demonstrated that in several areas so what do you say what, what should be done with this uh, uh, council of states No, i think as i said from the beginning I, I think at this stage it's a very needless institution i don't see what their contribution is in terms of our uh, governance what do they bring to the table in terms of enhan- enhancing the governance of our country. have been there over the years. Interesting.
1: Some, okay, so hold on there. Let, mean, me to, let me come to Dr. Yangsing. Dr. Yangsing, this position, it, is it not dangerous, really, that you may come to a time where you may get a very young president? Once you are 40, you are qualified to be president. And a young person may not have sufficient experience but may have been propelled by their party into office. The Council of State is a place of elderly or elder statesmen, accomplished business persons, entrepreneurs, so that they will have the opportunity to advise such a person. And like we know in Africa, we believe in getting wisdom at the feet of the elderly. I mean, Samson,
5: per your description, it should have been a perfect situation for us. That is our culture, that is the way we do things. And there is wisdom in going along that tangent. Unfortunately, just as my other panelists have said, it is the way that institution in itself has been utilized, composed, that is creating the problems for us. What clearly was a good intention from the premise of the Constitution is now becoming an albatross If you look at, let's say, the three designations for the CJ the cbs the igp you can see clearly the wisdom in that people with experience in legal matters clearly the cj will stand tall so if somebody of this nature is there to advise that man it's fine the cbs defense you know igp interior matters what have you i think that if we had taken the politics out of it said that the president wouldn't have the power Unfortunately, that's what the Constitution prescribed to appoint as many as 11 persons. But rather, we had composed it such that people with a lot of experience and knowledge from strategic segments of the society and like what was done for the three had actually been outlined. So that these people will come in more or less as independent technocrat professionals. Hmm. People who have wisdom in all kinds of you know, areas come together and give advice that, to a large extent, should be binding and guide the president for us to succeed. Unfortunately, that is not what we are seeing. It is rather becoming a tool for chronism. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate when you, you, you hear of elections at the regional level. You can see political parties, especially ruling parties, being actively involved and wanting preferred persons Mm -hmm. voted for and ultimately represented on the Council of State. And you ask yourself whether they are not going to be doing the business as usual, where people who are affiliated to particular political parties sometimes even find it difficult to tell the president the truth. And this is what is leading us to all the chaos we seem to be seeing now, and unfortunately, if you go through all the documentation that have come up from the constitutional review commission, the various emoluments committees that have been put up by various presidents, you get that inkling that look. We need some reforms, if not complete abolition of the whole uh, council of states. So, where do you stand? I think that. The first the service we've done to ourselves as a people is the non-implementation of the report of the Constitutional Review Commission. This particular particularly was an exercise that covered the larger majority of the country. And the positions that people took in, in terms of
1: monetary value Yes, we spent 6.3 million US yes. dollars, not yes. Ghana Cedis, in producing this thousand-page document, which I have said over and again, the, is the biggest social-political data that we have ever gathered as a country. Yes,
5: something you and I were at the law school at the time. You remember our lecturers, including the chairman, who had come back into the country, right. were
1: taken from us to do this job. Mm. We wish they had even stayed to give us more wisdom. We yeah. were so unhappy when Professor yes. was being taken from our class. Yes. Because he was bringing us... The new thing about law is what is known as ADR, Alternative Dispute Resolution. At the time. And he was the one taking us through, uh, so accomplished, uh, did a lot in Barbados, uh, written on it. He's um, consulted, you know, across I the national. globe. And we had the benefit of him. Uh, the law school doesn't always get that kind of benefit. And we had his benefit coming and taking us through. Then, before we said Jack, okay. <laughs> he had been appointed, he was taken. Nobody out. wanted to miss <laughs> a minute of his yes.
5: life. Yes. <laughs> so, you, you had people who were well accomplished, had the knowledge, they went round, without politics being, in quote, their, their primary consideration, and came out with a report, which actually reflected the aspirations of the larger majority of our people. Now, if you look at the two sides, the two main parties, the MPP and DC, if you look at their poster, when this report came out, it becomes so clear that, clearly, this was going to water a lot of the privileges, the powers that have been granted the political elites per the 1992 Constitution. We all know the history of the 19, 19, 1992 Constitution in terms of its formulation. And once this came to the fore, you can see that their actions, they don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. And that is actually going against
1: us as a people. People have looked at this document and say, it's not actually as representative as we wanted because most of his powers, president's powers are still retained. Of course, uh, doing the uh, district assembly elections, making it elective is provided for, except that there was a white paper that, you know, try to, to circumvent dilute, it. dilute it, that the president will pick three yeah. <laughs> and then bring it to you to yeah. pick one. Yeah. Ah, let me choose my person. You say, you bring three. The three will be your own people. Yeah. Then I choose one. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> so clearly, clearly, there hasn't been any demonstration of true commitment
5: mm. on the part of the political elite. And if you look at the yes, we cannot say that everything in this report would have been perfect for every single individual but in a democratic dispensation it is a larger majority the consensus we've practiced the provisions within the 1992 coins for three decades now Mm. and clearly we are all at a point where we realize that certain things will have to give way we need to have some changes and we had a nice opportunity in this and it looks like we've thrown this away Mm. we need to go back and be the about these things mm. and correct the wrongs that we are doing to ourselves.
1: OK. Um, so you've had uh, three of my guests so far. Let's go to Doc um, to hear what he also have to, has to say. A lot of people have been sending a lot of messages already um, into the show about this issue of the Council of State and the ex gratia We'll come to deal with the ex gratia matter. Um, shortly but let's um, okay so I was trying to read out something before we get to our next guest and this is very important it's an important intervention uh, sent in by uh, someone but for good reason I am not able to tell you who the person is and, and this person says look at Article 91 clause 3 And as 91 Clause 3 says, the Council of State may, upon request, or on its own initiative, consider and make recommendations on any matter being considered or dealt with by the President, being considered or dealt with by a Minister of State, by Parliament, or by any other authority established by this Constitution except that the president, the minister of state, parliament, or the other authority shall not be required to act in accordance with any recommendation made by the Council of State under this clause. Yes, So, so that's what I was saying. They should speak out. <laughs> but is, yes, i, I, I saw sorry too. They should
3: speak out. So it's not true that everything they do, as they tell you that traditionally, the king's advisors don't talk in public. It's not true. The Constitution makes it clear. They should no, speak out. No, but what,
1: what does this render them? Hey, this renders them what the Supreme Court says. Sam. Their advice is not, uh, binding. The, is not binding. And the, the law here says any issue that is going on in the country, either uh, by being dealt with by the president, minister, parliament, whoever, they can on their own yes. or uh, upon being invited, yes. look at the yes. issue and give recommendations. Yes. Except that it's not binding. That yeah. recommendation is not binding. No, sir, they should take a
3: position publicly. That's the thing I'm saying, because they are supposed to be elders. If they're elders, I'm tempted to speak to you. Our home and Our police are killing citizens. You don't want to speak out police are killing citizens with live ammunition,
1: you won't speak out. So they've become so pliant, very pliant. But, Doc, how is that tenable? That you are advising someone, Mm. and then you are out in the public, talking, and saying, I advise the president to do this, he hasn't done it. (sighs) I advise the president to do this, Mm. he hasn't done it. How Mm. do you expect the president to to Mm. now Mm. come to you? You're supposed to work
5: together. uh, see, these are some of, with all due respect, the difficult provisions that the Constitution gave birth to. Because, clearly, Whatever they set out to do, ultimately, does not bind oh. Oh, good, no, no,
3: no, no no it's a good thing oh, to hold state on, your hold position. On. Ma-
5: Martin, hold on, hold on. Does not bind either the minister, the president, or whoever. Or parliament, or whoever. The only good in what you are trying to say is hmm? that at least the people of Ghana will get hmm? to know that. Hmm? The advisors, the wise men, mm-hmm. gave advice, mm-hmm. but some people did not take the advice. Mm-hmm. And if we fall into a ditch as a result of it, mm-hmm. we can point fingers at people who don't take advice or listen Experiment. to good counsel. Mm-hmm. That, that is the, the best thing. But if you look at it, once their rules have been made such mm-hmm. that nobody is bound by anything that they say or do, then basically they are just expending our monies on activities that depending on the poster of a politician, all that would have been expended becomes useless because they reserve the right to take the advice or not to. But at least it should have been such that the system will force them to consider certain things. And then the authorities will also be bound, if not in all, by at least some of their recommendations. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm. Yeah, It's, it's interesting that a a retired Chief Justice would have such load of knowledge about issues mm-hmm. and will advise the President. But oh, that's CBS. Yes. And he's not interested. Mm-hmm. And you expect the, Chief, the former Chief Justice, who is now a Council mm-hmm. of State member, mm-hmm. like uh, now we have uh, the Honorable mm-hmm. Okudieto, uh, Sam Okudieto, mm-hmm. then you expect him to come out and say, We advise the President to do this to Ajibame Nusakim. He hasn't sacked him. Mm -hmm. Uh, They brought a list for appointments. Mm -hmm. They brought us uh, 100 people. Mm -hmm. All these people, we felt they were not qualified. So we'd against it, and the President went ahead and appointed them.
3: Why should they be doing that That in the public? Yes, that would be excellent. That would be the counter-check. Because as I
1: mentioned, in the GBA case... In that case, you are trying to force your advice on them. Advice is not supposed to be forced. No, no, but 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 in the GBA case... As
5: as Amshan is saying, Uh per the Constitution and its provisions, you cannot compel them to take the advice. Oh, please. And if you go... No, excuse me. If you go on that tangent... On a number of occasions, you also will begin to bring this unity hmm. in the structure because the president and the council of state are supposed to work hand in hand. Now, if, as uh, uh, the, the, the honorable, the rights honorable, no, hand hand. no, no, hold on, hold on. If the council of state are to act as advisors to the president, hmm. definitely there should be that cordiality hmm. when they are working. Right. But with this approach that you are proposing, it would definitely lead to some amount of Yes, but that's a check. That's hmm. supposed
1: to be the check. All right, thank okay. you. Um, <laughs> um, um, <laughs> I'm second. not forgetting Dr. Kwabran <laughs> Yakutu. I'm going to him. Oh, yes, second. do, do yes. the second. I'm saying that the yes. one second is that, look, uh-huh.
3: when you see the GBA, Justice, yes, uh, Amegache, and uh, this, uh, uh, this in Beecham case, OK? The Court said they advise right now. They clarify that, look, if you don't take the advice, then also don't go
1: outside the list. So, the Supreme Court has moved the debate for that, that is on so, the appointment of judges. Judges. Where the Judicial Council submits a list. Yes. And then a president decides that in this list, <laughs> mm. I don't want this person. Yes. Then they say, if and you, then don't you, want, you go outside of the uh-huh, list, don't go. Uh-huh, they say that you. you you are bound by the list. And you are bound mm. by it. Yes. Yeah, so so if it, you are not satisfied with it, they, they have to bring you another list. Right? Actually, if they don't bring it, you can't go outside the
3: list. So okay. at least the
1: Supreme court has moved
3: it up mm-hmm. before. It's important because right. they
1: probably just um, that. Sule, after this round of conversation, would you want to say something briefly before I go to uh, Dr. Otu? You can. No, Samson. I think you can proceed. All right. Thank you. Um, so, Dr. Otu, what do you say? Council of State? Useful? Needless? Please unmute you. your mic.
6: Uh, I've done that. Great, thank you. Thank you. I've been listening. So um Suleymana read from the Yantia um, Mwabidu report mm. about the Council mm. of State doing advocacy. <laughs> and I think one of the things in the report, um, the report said was that the council now represent the president. They are hugely involved in mediation and many other things. Um, I happen to have been in that meeting with the council. So, in Idaho, the council does a lot of things outside of the public purview. Now, when we are discussing the council of state and boxing it up with an emotional issue called S. Gracia, <laughs> we are likely to lose uh of many things so i would have wished that we discussed them because <laughs> i mean clearly the public doesn't want as Russia. and yeah I'll so that's what that. we
1: are doing now let's do them separately once we are done with that then we'll okay. go to ex-Gratia.
6: okay so my simple submission on the council of states is that from personal interactions but also some formal interactions i think it's a useful institution but like many institutions in ghana today they need reform. And given the public perception today, they themselves must also justify um, their importance, one way or the other. And that will mean, for example, that some of the things they do, which are so beneficial to the country, they let the public know. Uh, they may not be able to come up um, telling the public that we advised the president on this and he went in this or that direction. It would be like me coming to tell people that I advise the Secretary-General of TUC on this, and he went in this direction. Or Samson, you are advising the CEO of uh, multimedia. I mean, it could be uh, bizarre. But there are many other things they do. Mediation, for example. Given the tense political partisan position we have in the country today, they do a lot of background uh, mediation between the two main political parties which are helpful for this country and many other things they do. And I think that they should find a way to let the public know uh, some of those things that they do for the nation. It needs reform. I don't think that it will require we scrapping it completely. And let me deal with this other issue. So for example, if you have um, a, 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 a public servant appointed to the National Media Commission, he's already drawing a salary from the consolidator fund. That's right. And by his by the virtue of his appointment to say the National Media Commission, um he is also supposed to earn some allowance, not some, in fact, a huge figure. Yes, very because huge.
1: Mm.
6: And I'm telling you that the institutions get into difficulties not knowing how to pay. And they are all the time struggling because you they a public servant joined a salary from the consolidated fund and what the national media commission also is paying also has to come from the consolidated fund so clearly there are some conflict there are some challenges with article 71 of our constitution that needs fixing okay it's important that uh, we do not box the, the issues so for example if because of the up below about extra we say the council of state ought to be scrapped Samson, the figures you show on the S Gracia on the board—if you go to the judiciary, some people would have entered times what the president S Gracia you showed. Does that mean that you should abolish the judiciary?
1: Uh, what do you mean by what
6: you just said? What I'm saying is that the S Gracia figures you saw—you—you—you—you you, you, you put out there. Right. If you look at Supreme Court judge, who just retired under uh, the Yantia report, that Supreme Court judge would have earned three times the S. gracia of the president. And that is the reason why I'm saying that we should separate the two issues. I mean, S. gracia is an emotional issue uh, mm-hmm. from uh, interactions across the country. Yes, the so, we,
1: we are not dealing with S. gracia yet, but don't you see some amount of difference that a judge gets in appointed, and they, they are there until they have retired. And you have MPs doing four years, taking it, going back four years, taking it, going back. For as long as they can return, they'll get S. Gratia. Um Council of States, um, well, there's no you know, automatic return, mm-hmm. but you may be appointed back. There are Council of state members who have served over a period. OK.
6: Mm-hmm. So, you think there's a, a difference. It's more nuanced than that. So, for example, the very first embodiment committee set up by Rawlings, the Green Street, actually excluded the judiciary from sgracia. <laughs> they excluded the president from sgracia. They limited sgracia to public office holders for transitory positions. So, MPs, ministers of the state, Whose positions are not guaranteed. And mind you, the judge also retire on his or her salary. So that is enough as gracia. That is enough gratuity for them to be paid on top of that other as Okay. But as I've said, it's more nuanced than that. The details can be more um, more heartbreaking than you probably have uh, mm-hmm. it. Okay.
4: Yeah.
6: So I mean. My take on the Council of State is simple. For me, it is a useful institution. We need to reform it just like many other institutions in the country. Okay. And they themselves ought to let the public know some of the other important duties and functions they perform for this country as a way of justifying their inclusion, justifying their importance, <laughs> at least giving the public perception that it is a useless institution.
4: Mm.
1: Interesting there um, So uh, at least We have one out of the three of you Four of you mm-hmm. Who has a different view on the Council of State mm-hmm. And tells us how important Their mediatory roles, uh, Mediation roles, and the rest of them Contrary to the way You guys see it uh, Sule, um, le- let me bring Sule in Sule, are you Are you minded to be cautious In saying it should be scrapped Uh, listening to Dr. Otu about the mediation that they do quietly, particularly when these two, the Diopoli, come to a point where they want to destroy this country with their politics?
2: Well, uh, Samson, I I think that Dr. Otu has made very um, concrete points. Um, Unfortunately, I am not uh, quite persuaded in terms of my position on the usefulness or otherwise of the Council of State as we have it now. Remember in my submission, I started by saying that if you look at the, the wording in the Constitution in terms of the creation of the Council of State, it is intended or it was intended to be a very, very <clears throat> important pillar in the architecture of our governance. However, over the years, and given what we have, we have had before, and what we have now, in terms of even the mediation, I think <clears throat> they would be more powerful and useful in mediating intra-party issues. Mm-hmm. In this case, currently, in terms of the LDP, because something, the reality is that the job only you talk about, the challenge we have now, we have now, is also the issue of trust, mm-hmm. where even the peace council. Which we all know has you know, played a very significant role in terms of conflict resolution, mediation, and so on and so forth. But at all times, the party in opposition doesn't trust it. That's right. So, if you have a Council of States, 11 members appointed by the president, four, uh, three members ex I mean retirees, CJ, IGP, CDS, appointed by the president, and the government of the day have significant influence in terms of who is elected or who gets elected. So for example, Upper East represented by uh, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Alaji uh, Suleyurimi or the Rana. Alaji Suleyurimi was once uh, the MCE for Boku. The Runner we know only resigned from parliament on the ticket of the MPP when he was enskeled and several others. So indeed when you look at it uh. Out of, the, out of the current 31, you may perhaps be able to point to about five or six that you say, well, we don't know their political affiliations and so on and so forth. And you say that this entity would mediate between MPP, NDC, and NDC, for example, who mm-hmm. have the confidence that, well, they will be neutral and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. If we do that, we are deceiving ourselves. Mm-hmm. So for me,
3: that's good.
2: the, the position now, and as it has always been, is not one that serves the purpose for which it was created, and to that extent, okay. I think it is an entity that continues to Thank you. To um, the I'm taking
1: a break them. to return so that we deal with the question of the S. Gracia, and uh, that is where uh, Dr. Otu will Nyakoto will be of immense uh, support to us. And um, uh, yes, uh, S. Gracia and, and Sule. Um, has read portions yeah. of the mm-hmm. Bwando yeah. committee report. Yes. Um, and Dr. Nyankuotu says mm-hmm. it is, it is uh, he used the word, is it depressing mm-hmm. <laughs> or something? And yeah. um, the first time mm-hmm. I had the opportunity of that report, mm-hmm. when I sat and read it, Martin,
4: yeah.
1: I tell you, I was so depressed mm-hmm. yeah. reading mm-hmm. what we hand out. Yes, yes. You know, I asked myself, so someone's life mm-hmm is paid for by the state yes. including his toothpick. Excellent. Okay? I mean, anyway, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm taking a that, break. Yes.
3: Mm. And you know we discuss it in the context of the first lady rejecting the payment. You see? Uh, at that time, when the other studio, when the report came out, and you remember that after Gagan's cried, yes, yes, but at least I still got <laughs> my heart out to her that she did it. Uh, so many people should reject yes, okay, rejected his payments when he left office. Toby has joined, so more people should do so that we create that culture of double, uh, uh, rejecting double payments. Mm-hmm. You know, and let me put this quickly. You're going to make a comment on the Council of States. Yes, but let me just put in that. You know currently standing before the court, there are some former ministers in court for receiving double salaries. So this should be a lesson, of course, right. course, without saying anything about the merits of the case. Right. Yes, but the point is that the, what, uh, listen, Dr. Uh, Jacqui, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. listen, Sam, we have, an act on Parliament, National Peace Council, mm-hmm. mediation and all that, that is their remit. So, Council of State should not be extending their tentacles into mediation. We have a national peace architecture. This can be a reason why we should retain Council of State. When there is a peace architecture, they catholic really church The
1: Council be- of State
3: precedes the Peace Council. No, but uh, the cons- uh, I mean we've set up a peace architect, which is our creation, not the constitution's yes. creation. Yes, but the constitution too is not saying that generally they should be peace ambassadors. No, as uh, Suleimana has shown, a lot of them are politicians. They are mostly politicians, so you don't have an, generally we don't have enough honest brokers there because they are partisan. So let the peace council function. And then let's also add this. What about the scrapping? Yes, this rebata. The Peace Council has also been attacked. Oh, but uh, I mean, it, it's normal. In every society, everything that you do, look at Toby returning this money. Somebody that we should be lauding from the okay. of, People are attacking him. Right. But Sam, the last yes. point is uh, that, you see, having said that, uh, this, uh, what do you call it, we should uh, retain the, on the matter of the Council of State, when we scrap it, there are experts who are willing to give free advice. They are in droves. Check. We don't like
1: Ghanaians in virus. Uh, field. They want to give free advice, but nobody wants to take them in. In fact, so, Professor Ajmandria and the rest of them say excellent. that the president, yes. when you go to the presidency, the reason the presidency is so bloated mm-hmm. is because there are all classes Enough. of advisors. Mm-hmm. And the presidency the presidency looks for the best of, you know, people in the fields. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to media, you have Kukusechiado there. Mm. You can't question his capacity. Yeah. Uh, you have Oboshi Saekofi there Well, she was you know, deep in the politics, but she's media good person, okay. You know, and they have all these professors they have gone to pick from the universities, mm-hmm. and they have kept them at the presidency. Okay. So, okay. so the question is, how, how much advice does the president?
3: Excellent, that's it. So that's why the Council of <laughs> State should take a back seat. Uh, 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 yes, uh, yes, me, yes
6: I mean, I mean, if, for example, we have said that the ex-Chief uh, Justice appointed to the Council of State, Because it's already on a salary by the state, we haven't retired on their salary. Mm. Those people are doing this work voluntarily. If he has said that all those already drawing salary are doing this work voluntarily, they are um, a club of elderly statesmen put together to advise the president. But because we know they are already on a certain salary,
2: they ought not to be paid.
6: Can't we could not we have done that? And that is what I talk about, reforming the institution, Council of State, rather than abolishing it. I agree perfectly with the conditions and um, the, all the things we lavish on them compared to ordinary teacher or the nurse. But I think that we should move the debate beyond them, um, yeah. beyond um, the fact that people are partisan or not. In this case, if you see two boats on the street fighting, one of them is likely to be for an MPP and another is likely to be for NDC. I think that we need to move beyond our partisan debate and rather reform the institution in a manner we want. It is the Constitution that created the Council of State for a certain purpose, but its own provisions itself limited what the Council of State can do. And
1: it ought to change. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Its own provisions, including the Article 91.3, that we have just referred you to, have the power to advise on anything to the president, to a minister, to parliament, to any authority in this country, but the advice is not binding. The people can decide to just throw them out, and that's the interesting part. We take a quick break here. This is Newsfile, File. It's your most authoritative news analysis platform. And here News File. We put Ghana first. Uh, it is brought to you by the candidate sponsorship of Bank of Africa. Strong as a group and close as a partner. MTN everywhere you go. Ashesi University, educating ethical and entrepreneurial leaders for Africa. Robert & Sons Optical Services, your comprehensive eye care service provider for 31 years. Waylead Properties. Home is where one starts. Duroplass, where Duroplass goes. Water flows. And... Farnet Ghana. Think wood. Think fun it. We will be right back. <laughs>
0: The window small. Ah, the room be too bright, oh. Why, you be vampire where you know they like sunlight. Oh, my guy, my eyes, oh, my eyes. Behind the PC problem, oh. in the sun problem. Come on, light yourself. This no matter. Eh? I beg, go, Robert and Sons. Mm. Oh, yeah. Then my chick to him, I know correct. Crap, Where Robert and Sons sort them out. Sharp. Now, so, so stylish frames in the wrong. <laughs> we go, go, Robert <laughs> and Sons, right? no I was sitting inside proper. For over 25 years, Robert & Sons continues to provide specialist eye care for both adults and children. Locators at Adabaka, Adenta, Kumasi, Usudangwa, Tema, Weja, and East Legon. Call 50 151 Robert & Sons, seeing is believing. Hannah and Paul have asked their family and friends to join them here today to reaffirm their wedding vows. Since the first time,
6: Hannah,
0: You're the tenant of my heart, often behind in the rent, but impossible to evict. Ten years. If I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't do it any different. Your car breaking down, the lift, meeting you at altar chill, and from then on, one chill leading to the other. I have changed my car six times since. But never my air conditioner's dollars, nor you, my wife. <laughs> For expert craftsmanship and impeccable after sale service, AutoChill has it all. AutoChill is located at Latte Junction next to the Washington Bay.
3: Telephone 0243 474 788
0: or 0244 365 447. AutoChill, stay chilled. So you're a style seeker You just love it when people Stop and stare as you drive by That's why you always select Top of the range products That make you the talk of the neighbourhood You it. revel in comments They make behind your back No wonder you choose from the new Peugeot 2008 3008 and 5008 SUV range That makes every eye pop Each time you cruise along wow. <laughs> Now that's how to try Change the game and give people something to talk about. Stop by Silver Star Auto today and let's talk about your new Peugeot SUV. Peugeot. On Friday, 24 June, 2022, Raven Consulting G.A. presents Africa Family Business Summit 2022 with a theme, Building Resilience in Family Businesses for Continuity. Speakers for this year's summit include Mr. James Mwagi, Sir Sam Isun Jonah, Dr. Russell Thakuray, Mrs. Isiwi Agbe, Mr. Theodore Albright, Mrs. Kate Korte-Papathio, Dr. Moses Akwa, Miss Franca Maria Andal, and your convener, Mr. Dennis Oteng. Remember, the event is on Friday, 24 4 June 2022, time: afternoon session 1 p.m. is an executive workshop with Dr. Russell Tucker. Evening session 6 p.m. networking dinner and AFB conference. The venue is the Kempinski Hotel, Gold Coast City, Accra. For details of participation and corporate packages, please contact 0509 732. 535. Partners. ACCA. LaBianca Company Limited. Kempiski Hotel. Apex Human Consult. Order events. Media Partners. Joy 99.7 FM. Joy Business. Business and Financial Times. This event is powered by Raven Consulting GH. Millennium Insurance has enhanced its motor insurance policy cover to make life more comfortable for you, our valued clients, and in the event of vehicle breakdown whilst on the road. To ensure your safety and that of your vehicle, Millennium Insurance will ensure that your broken down vehicle is towed to a safe place within one hour of call and 30 kilometers radius from the place of breakdown. This service is absolutely free. Millennium Insurance, your trustworthy partner, is on standby to be of service to you. Contact now on 0501 394 997 or 0501 285 Terms and conditions apply. Millennium Insurance, your trustworthy partner. Oh, tell me, close your window, small. Ah, do room be too right, oh. Why, you be vampire where you know they like sunlight. Oh, my guy, my eyes, oh, my eyes. Behind the PC problem, Oh, in the sun problem. Come on, light yourself. This no matter. Eh? I beg, go, Robert and Sons. Mm. Oh, yeah. Then my cheek to him, I know correct. Crap. Where Robert and Sons sort them out. Sharp. Now, so, so stylish frames in the wrong. <laughs> we go, go, Robert and Sons, right? No, I was sitting <laughs> inside proper. For over 25 years, Robert and Sons continues to provide specialist eye care for both adults and children.
4: They returned 8,000 Ghana cities to a certain woman. There were a lot of contributions and donations to him, and even the vice president donated 25,000 Ghana cities to him, if I'm not wrong. I believe the essence of the whole exercise was for people to know that we still have good people in Ghana and that good deeds pays Some few weeks down the line, we woke up with another good news of a Council of States member returning over 300,000 Ghana cities as his back to government. And his reasons were that he has been given enough for his services. He received salaries, he received allowances, they were given cars, Gave them loans of which he paid back his loan. So, what more was he expecting? And remember, Tobe Afedi is a very accomplished man. We have a lot of people as members of the Council of State who have served in this government. Look at somebody like E.T. Mesa. How many S grashes has he received before he became a, 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 a what? A Council of State member? yet he received another extra share. The greed in our system is too much. As a nation, we celebrated somebody who returned 8,000 Ghana cities to an individual, and we are castigating another one for returning over 300 Ghana cities. 8,000 is about 37 times less than what uh tobe returned yet the whole nation celebrated him gave him a lot of money including the vice for good work done and we are calling to afedi a hypocrite why are you disrespecting Tobey Afedi for what he did why you people have been used as agents of distractions they are paying to be agents of distraction, This cathedral project, they told us that the project was a personal project of the president and so the nation of Ghana was not going to be the ones to to pay any money into that project. There are documents to show that about 147 million has drawn again at the blind sign of Ghanaians to add to that project. So as we speak, about 200 million have been spent so far from government coffers to support a project that they said government was going to have nothing to do with it. And Ghanaians are not aware. Paul, you and your colleagues at your age, at your prime age, you should be the ones to be fighting for this country. Yet you are the one colluding with the government to destroy the future of our children and our grandchildren. And you are happy about it. How much are they paying you to do what you are doing? In 10 or 15 years, when they play these videos that you keep making to you, will you be proud? What is wrong with you guys? As if we are witches and we, 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 we don't like good things. You are celebrating mediocrity. You celebrate a, a, a guy who returns 8,000 to an individual and you are castigating another who, who deserves all the celebration for returning over 300,000 Ghana cities to the state that claims not to be having money. What is wrong with us? We should stop this nonsense. Why would people that have spent so much from government we, we will still continue to be taking asgrasia? For what?:
1: uh, The voice of an ordinary Ghanaian um, who decided to do a recording and you know shared it on uh, social media that we also are sharing with you. And that's how Ghanaians are expressing their sentiments when they got to learn of the ex gratia payments that has been returned by Tobi Afede. So let's go to Dr. Uh, Nyako to to begin this uh, uh, discussion. Um, We should look at the question of ex gratia and whether or not we should keep it, Uh, rather than focus on uh, whether, you know, Somebody has a right to return it or does not have a right to return it, even though they are entitled, correct?
4: Mm.
6: I, I agree to a very large extent. We should. The unfortunate situation in which we find ourselves, and I have done a number of consultations across the country. The public is very much intensely against Esprit. At least in the way we have implemented it for the public, mm. unfortunately, the beneficiaries have a different view. The MPs strongly defend it strongly, and they will be the ones that will initiate the kind of reforms we need. if they are the beneficiaries and they think there's nothing wrong with it, we are in a we are in a uh, in a bad situation, okay now the pressure is stated in the Constitution as gratuity. So I have wow. seen one MP saying that there is nothing as gratuity in the Constitution. Mm. It is the same as gratuity in this contest. That MPs and those uh, ministers, Article 71, will be paid as gratuity. But it didn't tell us how much and how they should be paid mm. that as gratuity. And in ordinary common balance, in labor economics, as gratuity is a thank you. Mm it is a thank you an employer says to an employee. So we could, for example, decide that at the end of the antenna, we give them a war clock, just like some public civil servants also receive. A war clock as a thank you to them. Uh, to them. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for us, at the start of the fourth republic, when the Green Street Committee was set up, and let me, even before the expiation, let me say that Green Street, in 1993, regarded all Article 71 office holders as merely public sector workers. So Green Street didn't create a salary structure separate for them. Green Street actually put them on a salary structure which was prevailing in the public sector. We call it the A18-130 series. So the president was on the same salary structure as a teacher in 1993. Of course, in the intervening years, things have changed so drastically that the, the the article 71 has become a club of some sort uh, with the salary structure that is so enhanced that is so radically different from the central spine salary structure as we know it today now on um, the specific case of s Gracia, i say unfortunate for us because the the, the green street itself awarded s Gracia to mps I think it was three months, uh, two months per each year served. It has since been enhanced to four months. Now, Samson, if you look at the Yantia Mwabi deal report, the committee debated this intensely and came to the conclusion that if you take, for example, a, a Supreme Court judge who retires on their salary, those people shouldn't have the same as gratia even if they ought to have it. I say an MP with a terminal four year term. So, for example, they decided that a, a high court judge should get one month uh, per each year self. An appeals court judge uh, should get two months per each year self. And a Supreme Court judge should get three months per each year self. MPs will get four months. But guess what? The reaction was that that kind of recommendation actually varies their. Conditions of service to their disadvantage, and you know, somewhere in the constitution. Yes, you are forbidden from doing that. Yes. But the question is that if it is in the discretion of the employer to give you a thank you, mm-hmm. must you decide what that thank you ought to be? Okay. So, in some countries, there is an a gratuitous act, which means that for both public and private sector employers, it is simply. It is compulsory for an employer to give you a gratuity in some jurisdiction. So all workers receive it. But that gratuity is a token.
1: Hmm.
6: It is not um, uh, 1.6 million Ghana cities when you are going home. It is a token. And that is where we should focus on. It's not so much about abolishing S. Gratia. It is about deciding collectively as a country how much S. Gratia we ought to be giving to. Um, to our parliamentarians when they retire from parliament? And should they receive it endlessly? If they come to parliament anytime they go, anytime they go, should they receive it? These are decisions we need to be making. Unfortunately, again, for us, apart from the opposition and the resistance or the beneficiaries, we seem to be discussing these issues anytime something happens and we all get worked up and we all get emotional and then we talk. And But actually, the people who are supposed to do something about it don't hear us. They don't agree with us. And this thing will keep recurring. Can you imagine the number of times you have had a a program on Esgracia? What has happened? We seem not to be moving forward.
1: Mm. (laughs) Um, Interesting point there. Uh, Sule, let let me bring Sule in before the two lawyers uh, come in. Uh, But Doc Doc will stay there for us because um, he has come closer to these issues and because he's also, you know, from where the background he's coming from, he can guide us uh, properly in this discussion. Yes, uh, Sule, what do you say on the matter of the S. Gratia? Should that also be scrapped as uh, some are getting angry about and suggesting. And look, and having hosted this show for a decade or so, I can tell you this water has come up so often, Yes. yeah, so often that uh, sometimes it's surprising. We we just talk about it, and it it ends. Then we have another committee appointed, and they bring it. The public doesn't get to know. Sometimes the media, we are able to get to know the details. and we share only the salaries. We don't share the other things, which you may say is even bigger than salary.
2: Well, Samson, uh, first of all, um, in the consultations of the Constitutional Review uh, Commission, mm. there, were, there were divergent views as to whether it should be maintained or scrapped. There were people who said, look, Gracia is needless, is a... Uh, so much burden on the taxpayer and all of that. And there were others who said, no, we think that it ought to be paid. At the end of the day, I think the recommendation was that, well, it has to be maintained, but structured in a way that wouldn't burden the country so much. And to also be based on certain principles, fairness, justice, the capacity of the state to pay at the time, and also in the future. <coughs> so if you read the Professor Yantiemwa reports, it also alludes to those um, uh, facts in terms of fairness, justness, capacity of the state to pay, and all of that. Now, in the Yantia report, for example, you look at um, the, the MP's salary for 2016, the year 2016, was around 19,136 Ghana cities. Now, at that time, the highest paid employee On the single spine salary structure was 5,325. So you look at the difference 19,000 and then 5,000. And quite often, it is not because the person on the single spine salary structure is less qualified, less educated, or less experienced. It is because they find themselves in the public service and not, say, in parliament or in any Article 71 uh, position. Again, at the same time, if you look at the minimum earner in 2016, minimum Article 71 earner in 2016, it was 11,600. The minimum earner on the single spine salary structure in 2016 was 178 Ghana seeds. 11,000 and then 178 Ghana <laughs> At the end of four years, the person who is earning 11,000 as minimum is entitled to an S Gratia, as we are talking about. You ask yourself, where lies the fairness? And in fact, the entire report even highlights the fact that subsequent adjustments that were made made the discrepancy even much more wider in terms of the difference between Article 71 MS and those on the single spine salary structure. And that is the situation we are talking about. Something I'm not in this case trying to pick on let's say, the retired CJ who is on the Council of State, for example, because every Council of State has had a, representat- a representative who is a retired CJ. The Constitution mm-hmm. commands mm-hmm.
1: it. It's, it's, it's sort of automatic. Yes. Unless, unless at the time mm-hmm. there are more than two retired CJs, then yes. it will be for the president to determine which one of them I appoint. Exactly. Uh, if mm-hmm. there are more Such than, two, more, than one. Two, uh, more than one retired IGP, then yes. uh, the lot is on the president to determine who
2: I pick. Yes. Mm. Now, something. so just let me use that as an example in terms of what is recommended in the case of the CJ. And I'm talking about on retirement, mm. the person is entitled to 24-hour security. The person has the option to purchase one duty post vehicle. The person has protocol cases made available where necessary. The, op- the person has... Um, uh, uh, for for office holder and then the spouse, there is medical and dental services provided. Then the person retires on salary, and the gratuity is three months salary for each year the person served as CJ. Two years of I mean or CJ or Supreme Court Judge, two months salary for each year served as Appeals Court Judge, and one month salary for each year served as a High Court Judge. So. This is, this is what a CJ retires on. And then on top of this, that this same person who is getting all this at the cost of the state, because of his expertise or her expertise, the competence, the experience and all of that, is you know, appointed onto an entity called, let's say the Council of State, to help advise the president and all of that. Whilst doing that, she ends or he ends all these. And then plus the recommendation that you, you saw nineteen thousand or is it twenty one thousand to a member of the Council of State each month, and then after four years, as we have learned in the top week is three hundred and sixty five. Something clean. I what, what kind of what kind Mem- of system? Member of
1: Council of States presently is twenty six thousand.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, and so you ask yourself what kind of structure is this when so, so Sule, Sule, Sule i
1: need i need i need a certain understanding uh, let let me bring in dr dr yankotu here doc doc does it mean that a somebody who has retired as an article 71 office holder who is who is retiring on their salary means they will continue to receive their salary even though they are retired and then they will continue to receive all the benefits that they, they, they were getting that the constitution says or the recommendation says they should get. Then once they are taken to Council of State, they will, still be, they will again be drawing 26,000 every month. The new privileges including the car loan, of course, doesn't look like there's any interest in it like the MPs also get they'll get all of these things and the new privileges and then at the end they'll get another S gracia. Is, is that, is that what, what it is
6: i mean i cannot state that for a fact but it looks like that is what it is <laughs> yes. we need to check because i mean the way you put it is, is bizarre <laughs> you understand but it looks like that is what it is i'm not saying that for a fact but see something listening the, um, and I'm taking a historical view of it, tracing uh, the point that we have not moved far. Hmm. So when the Green Street Committee report was presented, it was very progressive. We put them on the existing salary structure. But in 1998, there were huge concerns and dissatisfaction. And I'm reading from one of the reports.
1: Okay.
6: As there were huge concerns and dissatisfactions expressed by members of the Council of State in 1998. Ministers and MPs on their emoluments. Now, following these concerns, the Green Street Committee was recalled to try to undo some of the things they had, the progressive things they have done. Okay. And that is where this um, whole bizarre Salary and emoluments arrangement began, okay so I think we have had a long history at least since the the, the, the fourth Republic, and we have debated this but we seem not to be moving forward. but something remember mm-hmm. that in 2011 the, the ex MPs of the Third republic yes. actually sued government for Esgracia. right. You remember?
1: That yeah, that's right. I don't know. Man's time. I don't know
6: what was the outcome. The ex uh, mp MPs of the Third Republic under Lehman, So despite the seeming anger of the public, I think the, the political class seem to be in a world of their own. Hmm. And that is perhaps yes. the reason why we are not moving forward. Yeah. So our discussion should be about how we move forward, and so that in the next year or two, you don't assemble this panel to come and talk about S. P. and Article Seventy-One. <laughs> the Constitutional Review Committee report is excellent. Okay. But it is until it translates into a revision of the Constitution. I mean, it will still remain a recommendation uh, on the shelves, which uh, Martin Pebble and others will quote copiously from. Right. And it doesn't translate into the wishes of
1: the people. Thank you. Um, Sule, you were, you were making the point when I brought him in to explain. Look, it's plain on its face. Uh, I'm a host. I'm not supposed to be projecting uh, opinions as, as much as I, you know. So I had to ask him to say it. Because if you, like you put it, that's what it is. Yes. And, and the law actually. In respect of the president, says they whatever should not be varied, mm-hmm. you know, to their disadvantage. So, whilst you are working as president, you are earning uh, 46,000, is it? And then, once you go out as president, you continue to earn the 46,000. Nothing should be changed. If it has to be changed, it must go up. It shouldn't come down. And then, all the privileges uh, having two cars uh, to be changed every three years and all of those things okay you finish your point eh? <laughs>
2: yeah i i think that it's it's really bizarre <laughs> it is members of parliament oh, the Jesus point christ in terms of seeking enhancement to their salaries and ex-gracia and all those things was that oh a lot of the time when our colleagues leave parliament they live a miserable life you know, sometimes they actually mobilize themselves, come to see us in parliament, and we have to mobilize and support them because they really have nothing to live on. And therefore, we need to improve their esgracia. And in fact, they were even talking about also having them on a certain pension scheme and so on. That's right. But you know, a member of parliament, not not the speaker, not deputies, not first deputies, not the you know, the rankings and so I mean the the, the whips. Twenty-eight thousand Ghana cities. And then somebody on SSS, single spine salary, takes perhaps less than 3,000, 4,000. In fact, maybe that's another conversation where we are told people in public service are actually being overpaid when their average is around 3,500. Then the person receiving 28,000 says, look, when I go out, I live a miserable life. So I need you to pay me more as a, as a, as a state. And then you have a teacher or a nurse who would serve for sometimes 20, 30 years goes home with 25,000 Ghana cities or 30,000 Ghana cities. And the person who serves four years and gets close to 400,000 Ghana cities says that's small because when I leave Parliament, of all the 28,000, 400,000, I go and I suffer and I need more from the state. So it's a bizarre situation we find ourselves. And what you are
1: talking about, know. what you are talking about, does not include the allowances they get. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And Willie me uh, Samson, in, Inu Inu, Fusseini, Inu was public the other time. Uh, was he public? Am I saying something that is private publicly and thinking it's, <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! Okay. So our job is that uh, beyond being a lawyer, our job is that we keep people's confidences. So I will say that there have been the MPs who have said that their allowances they forget about it they don't even look at it because they don't need it yes. and then maybe at the end of their tenure they they go for the allowances and the allowances alone is able to build them you know a good a good house
2: something i think that it comes down to two things leadership and personal conscience i think professor mills demonstrated that There was that desire, patriotism, and commitment to right the wrongs in our society. Unfortunately, you know, he passed on um, and couldn't implement his vision and all of that. We have a president now and the various leaders in our various sectors. If they decide, look, we have to build a country, we have to build a country that would be uh, sustainable, a country that will profit and benefit future generations and how we are going, is unsustainable, I think something can be done. Hmm. But unfortunately, the people who make the decisions are the same people who decide these things for themselves. So the president's involvement shall be decided by parliament, and then the president shall appoint a committee to decide that of parliament. So you decide mine, I decide yours. If you vary mine to my disadvantage, I will do the same thing to you. Unfortunately, we haven't had individuals, many of them advocating for the right thing to be done. So we are appealing to our leaders, look, we are building a country together. It's time to do the right thing. It's time to ensure fairness, justness, equity, so that collectively we can build a country that would serve the interests of future generations. But how we are going and how we've gone Mm. over the years, I don't think it is sustainable.
1: Mm. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, Justice, before I go to Martin. Martin has his uh, Constitution Review Commission's reports open, ready Mm. to show us what many Ghanaians said about S Grisha and what the view was after 6.3 million U.S. dollars is still gathering
4: dust.
5: Mm. Something I want to introduce another dimension to this discussion. So far, the focus has been Article 71, 71, 71, but the people of Ghana ought to know. And I think your platform is one of the key ones for us to educate. Look. It is not only about those prescribed in Article 71. Through the instrumentality of acts passed by Parliament, others have also been roped in beyond those mentioned in 71. So you look at, for example, the Local, Service, the Local Government Service Act, it has roped in the MMDCs, the Presidential Staffers Act 1993, thereabouts, that has also roped in other persons beyond this. So the situation we have in our hands is actually a Yanyatuan one that goes beyond what the Constitution has also prescribed, except that these ones came through Acts of Parliament. And now you have all manner of persons wanting to be in that category that has been loosely described as Article 71. There are also administrative instructions that been used to put other persons on similar arrangements. So then the question then is, the key principles of equity, fairness, reasonableness, ability to pay, and what have you. Hmm. Where are we taking these bits? Clearly, if you look at the Professor and Thao Bedou report, as they did the public consultations, the greater majority of the people were Mad, angry, and not happy about the wide disparities between those who have not been increasing under this arrangement called SGRASH Article 71, what have you, and the ordinary public sector worker of the single policy. Mm-hmm. If you look at the structure, and Suleimana rightfully said it, there are a lot of inconsistencies, disparities, and it becomes so bizarre such that we all find ourselves in a situation where. The people who are benefiting from same, unfortunately, are the ones who are also driving the agenda. They are not ready to forego what they are enjoying now. Article 71, even though it doesn't mention Grasha specifically, it defines salaries to include retirement benefits and awards. Mm. And it looks like it is that area
1: that It says specifically, Article 71, Clause 3, for the purposes of this article, and except as otherwise provided in this constitution, salaries, and it puts that into uh, quotation marks, salaries includes allowances, facilities, and privileges, and retiring benefits or awards. Yes. So it looks like we've come under the Retiring Benefits
5: and Awards, and created this S. Gratia Arrangement. And what makes this approach a bit dangerous is the fact that, as you rightly introduced at the beginning of the show, we have a situation where the standard employment contract arrangements for employing people in whatever organization, be it public sector or private sector, has been turned upside now. We have a situation where you come in as one of these entities, as a persons under this arrangement, and you don't even know what they call your salary. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
5: Your salary will rather be determined after you have exited office. Mm-hmm. Yes. All kinds of back pays and arrangements are made, mm-hmm. and that is also different from even the edge ratio. Mm-hmm. And the edge ratio will always be calculated on the bigger quantum. Yeah. Why should it be the case that when I join the public service? I'm giving, say, an appointment letter that tells me that, look, this is your starting point. This is how much you earn on a basis or annual basis. And then, based on the regular arrangements in the system, some adjustment will be made. Yes. And then, for some category of persons, they come into office, and we throw this clear-cut labor principle that our labor has supports away, mm-hmm. and say that they will be on something akin to payment on account. Mm-hmm. And then, when they exit, that is when we determine their salaries. Hmm. If you want to have any, let's say, proper uh, retirement benefits arrangement for them, let's say something akin to what is the National Pensions Act, a 766. You would not even have a basis to determine what the salary is, let alone say that 5% of your salary or 10% should be put here, hmm. and maybe government should add a bit of these things to make your life comfortable. Hmm. So clearly, we need to have a dispassionate discussion at this point in life, and get back to where it all began. Per the history as Dr. Kana gave or to give, the initial bits of the Green Street report seem to have taken us on the right tangent. Come 1998, 1999, the agitation starts. We throw everything away, and we find ourselves in this situation where nobody is benefiting except a certain group of persons. And if you look at it, he all ends up as a political elite. Mm-hmm. Nobody is against them. But it is unquestionable for somebody to work all his life in the public service, 30 years, whatever, and he goes home with what I would describe as peanuts, looking at what others take within relatively short periods. Peanuts. And then
1: they Someone the, taking what cannot buy a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And see,
5: and the arrangements are also so bizarre such that mm-hmm. there seem to be a duplication per whoever wants to interpret a certain arrangement. Mm-hmm. For some people, it is deemed that, for example, MPs, it is transitory, for which reason, every parliament is seen as a unique one. And once it ends, everything has ended. You may come back 10 times or whatever number of times, and each time you go home with these things. It's so bizarre. And there is so much unfairness in the system. Let's be objective about this all the people say to all of us is clear that look we need to have a change in this arrangement mm. let's be bold go back to the basis and do the right thing. Mm. and i think that to start off with every public sector person should have his emoluments clearly defined even before the man goes in or right at the start of his job yeah. let all of us know and the excesses let you bold and cut them out because it is so much of a drain on our system. Look, if you look at the way our budgetary cycles go, at the end of any political you know, era of four years, the next one to two years, there is so much pressure on the public purse to make sure that all these payments are done. And now that we have expanded, it, brought in people from MMDC, local people, whatever, special assistants, all kinds of persons have now been made Article 71. Mm. And probably it's about time we have a proper interpretation. And all some of these acts, if the Supreme Court thinks that they are inconsistent with mm. the provisions of Article 71, let's try them out. Because we cannot keep expanding the base for this s arrangement at the detriment of the majority but to the benefit of only a certain political <clears throat> class. Mm. Uh, Why yes. will professionals, mm. so to speak, mm-hmm. be made part of this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It will never happen. Mm-hmm. But the people who engage in real-time politics, they will either be appointed as special assistant or whatever, and through administrative arrangement, what even out of parliament, these people will be paid. Mm. We need to depart from it.
1: You, you know. Uh uh, Dr. Yankoto referred to some uh, former MPs who actually took the government on for their ex gratia because the calculation, they felt they were owed some extra amount of money. Um, this was the report on the 28th of March 2017 by the uh, Finder newspaper. 40 ex-MPs sue government <coughs> for 10 million Ghana cities and it says it was done by elvis Darkon, who is the editor it says some 40 former mps of parliament former members of parliament who served in the third and fourth parliament <coughs> of the fourth republic between january 2001 and january uh, 2009 have sued the government claiming over 10 million ghana cities according to them government owes each of them 233,495 as accrued monthly pension payments for the past 85 months. In addition, each of the XMPs is demanding a lump sum of 13,735 plus interest at the current interest rate from January 2009 to the date of final payment. The suit dated February 26, 2016, which was filed in the Labor Division of the High Court, Accra, named the Attorney General and the Ministry of Finance as defendants. Now, I don't know if a portion of this found itself somewhere in the Supreme Court or so, but uh, it doesn't seem to have been determined. And then, I, I don't remember the facts, and then you had the Auditor General, who eventually, it looks like eventually, some people had money to get the Chief of Staff Order that the payments be made. If you remember Daniel Domlevo, yes. this matter came up. Um, and the rest of them were included and issues were raised. And the Auditor General says you cannot be paying these amounts and matters came up. So as far as these people are concerned, this is this is an entitlement that you know nobody should toy with. Martin. Uh, hmm. that, that's not true. in the in the in the Supreme Court also. There's another case mm-hmm. over the S mm-hmm. Um I think that was filed in 2017. Okay. It's Klim uh, Agbamava versus Attorney General on Article 71. Um, it doesn't appear also that that one to the Supreme Court has determined it. Uh, there are people who raise issues whether they will not determine it because it affects them. You know. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, I think there's one of them they lost to. OK, mm. that means that, that that's, that's okay. one of them they lost in okay. there. As I that think means it's the SMPs. Yeah, the SMPs yes, one. Yes, it's mm. lost, it's okay. lost. Yes. Mm. Uh, so you say that the S-gracia cannot be touched. well no. It can. It can. And that's how come. I'm happy we have Dr. Uh, Nyakutu on the panel here. So that he should tell us. You know, Dr. Nyakutu, as a consultant to the Professor uh, committee. And having gone around the country, what I'm wondering, doctor, is that you heard the people, you know, from pages page three onwards, it was stated in the report several times that you heard people saying that, no, the disparity between this Article 71 uh, office, hold, uh, office holders and the, the rest of the populace is too wide, the relative and all that. So the question is that I'm left baffled how you could have come up with recommendations for a gargantuan increase. Because your own uh, committee report, you were consulted. consultant, you're here. Mm. You went around the country. I remember even the last time we discussed it, I had one of the pages where even Diana famously said, look, as you do this work, the current Yana, that think about the nurse, think about the teachers. And yet you're the same people who came with these gargantuan sounds. And today you're on the panel saying what? And don't forget, you have stated. You have added let me, to let it. Me,
5: let me quote Yana's bit for you. Uh-huh. What uh-huh. He says, for you. Yes. Says, yes. As you consider emoluments of the president, ministers, and MPs, do not forget the teachers, okay. nurses, Thank and you. the farmers. Thank you. Without whom our education and health will be compromised and the nation will starve.
3: Oh, you are. That's it. Look, Sam, sometimes you see your former teachers and you are like, ah, but this man taught me. Mm-hmm. yeah. And today, you see his standard of living is far below yours. So you see that disparity. And that's what the Yana is talking about. We quoted the last I'm happy you brought it in. So Dr. Nyakochu, you guys appeared very pliant. You didn't seem to have your own independence. Because if you had your own independence, from the way you are talking on the panel today, I would have expected that you would have come out with something very rigorous, something very acceptable to Ghanaians. And so it comes back to the question here, Sam. It's the whole structure of our society. It's our society. There's a problem. We don't have enough honest people. I think one day you did your take on honesty. We don't have enough honest people in our system. That's the basis of all this. Whole. So that's how come the unbridled greed is expanding. We don't have enough honest people in our society. We don't have role models. Look, ask young people. Not many will know that even a certain president, Lieutenant General Joseph Atta Ankara, Resigned over a small sum. When you read history, it's about 6,000 cities. The equivalent, somebody would say, maybe not more than $15,000. Yet, as a sitting president of Ghana, head of state, he had to resign. Whether his colleagues uh, forced him or not, I mean, he resigned. So if we take the view that his colleagues forced him, so it means that today, we as citizens, we lack such honest people. So you see how come I keep saying that the Council of State has to give his advice openly? The Council of State has to give its advice openly because there are a number of things the current president Mm. has done, previous presidents have done. We've not had the council. And meanwhile, the constitution itself says that they, on their own initiative, can do things. And so they should bring it publicly. Sam, you just sent me something that shows that Mm. a committee in the UK, this pandemic, Mm. they advise the prime minister, and they put it out publicly, that this is what we've told the prime minister, Mm. sage. Scientific Advisory Committee, SAGE, you can uh, Google it. So what I'm saying is that so far, the main problem, the reason we are looking for new laws all over the place is that mm-hmm. as citizens, there's a deficit in us. Mm-hmm. And it appears it's our culture. Look, Sam, for the avoidance of that, let's yeah. read something from the Constitution Review Commission Report, page 778, about how Ghanaians be, behave. 778 tells you we see something, then we look in the opposite direction. That's how we are. Then we turn back and then blame politicians. We are all part of this uh, 778. Look at this. It says, the commission observes that a recent survey by the Ghana Integrity Initiative found that about 70% of respondents had been involved in bribery, okay, in one form or another. And moreover, that 90% of them looked on unconcerned when corruption occurred in their Presence. Ninety percent looked on unconcerned, and I kept trying. I tried to say the local proverb in tree the other day. Some like, if, if you see somebody, uh, an Ashanti man plundering the state to take to Kotoko, that is going back home. Mm. Don't put spokes in his wheels. Yeah. Don't go and report. So there is that thing that no, we don't want to report. So Sam, you see, I'm tempted to go back to uh, declaration of assets and the rest. So all of these, they have one mother. And the one matter is that the Ghanian, the Ghanian, we've not created the a system that uh, the what extols and uh, this praises heroes like mm-hmm. what Toby is that, like what General Ankara did, resigned over fifteen thousand dollars. Yet today, look, ministers and people make millions. And Sam, let me quickly add as we talk mm-hmm. now yesterday, somebody showed me uh, a contract. There was a chief executive of uh, one of these public, uh, this uh, development authorities. He signed a contract for 5.7 million Then he had to leave office. His successor comes, and the contract has been increased to up 10 million. And then they add, they put this uh, predecessor chief executive signature. So like, where, what is signed? Uh-huh. So oh, there's I, a picnic. you've I, seen that story. I, no, I've so, become aware of it. Yeah, so let's, let's narrate it i I've first. been dealing with this privately. Uh-huh. So huh <laughs> yes. no, it's good. So that we see this attitude uh, that we will not report, will not report. So a chief executive signs a contract for $5 million. Then there is an appendix, or call it an annexure. That place, you cannot sign the signature. So uh, bureaucrats and public officers together, whoever, now take the path that you can change figures because there's no signature, mm. and double the contract to 10 million. And yet, this chief executive signature is still at page two. Mm. But let's say at page six or page seven, the figure has increased from 5 million to 10 million. And they are about to pay. Please, let's give notice to these people that if you pay that money, oh, the
1: special prosecutor will come after you. But my, my concern about yes. that is that. Um, uh, um, I, I was told uh, about it and I was investigating. Um, May, Dr. Akoto, I will come to you because I believe that you will have to give a reaction where you are being uh, exactly. indicted yes. as a consultant. And I don't know wha- what you think the consultant can do in this circumstance. He didn't uh, but, himself. But, but in this thing you are talking about, I'm reliably informed that the president. Mm-hmm was petitioned mm-hmm. a full petition with all the information sufficient particulars to the presidency mm-hmm. and it looks like yes. it oh. ha- the presidency has all been bothered
3: no acknowledgement of receipt and that's the problem over five months So, I the one i saw it i was so furious i was mm-hmm. like what the heck a public officer is paid he received the letter is addressed to the chief mm-hmm. of staff so what kind of tea? and the man cannot read? I didn't, I know, read I didn't you know you knew about. Yes, yes, I saw it. I was so livid. I, I thought I was That really five million has been increased to six so, million.
1: So I had, and had, 10 I had advised. here. I had advised that beyond the report to the presidency, yes, and after how many months no action appears to have been taken? Five taking, months. I advised that the matter should be taken to a certain courtess yeah. where criminal processes would have been triggered. Yes. That's the advice I gave Good. on this matter. Yes, and
3: I saw it yesterday. I said, look, Kisir Jabeen will deal with this in 10 minutes. Because I'm sure even for him as a special prosecutor, he will need a case that he can finish quickly. Because the president has been petitioned over five months. This kukwasa, kukwasa, very like a desica. By the end of the month, people will get paid. Are we saying that nobody read the letter? Hmm. And so many people were copied. Hmm. So from $5 million, the contract is being inflated to $10 million, And that's why it's killing us. You see, so here we are, this kind of society that 90% will look on when they see Mm. corruption. What do you think will happen? Mm. What do you think will happen? Let
5: let Let me just say this quickly. No, 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 because Martin says
1: something that he has to react
5: to. It's it's in line with that. that. Martin, Mm if you don't forget that 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 committee, if you read their report.
3: Yes, Uh, as we have it here,
5: I'm not speaking for the committee, but one of the principles that they were guided by. was the principle of vested interest yes. and rights? Yes. If you look at the trajectory of what had happened from Greenstreet One 2, to today, mm-hmm. it is akin to something that you can describe as
3: vested Is this committee that added uh, the spouses the one? No, no, no. I'm been not been. talking about the new I one. Is, I'm talking is, about is, the old one. And for me, no, I'm talking I about the current one. I not no, one. No, no,
5: yeah. no. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. What I'm saying is that. That principle of vested rights and mm-hmm. interest, Yes. we also need to interrogate that properly. Uh-huh. Else, the plunder Excellent. will continue. Yes. The, 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 the disparities will be widened a lot more between the ordinary public servants mm-hmm. and those in that echelons of the public servants. Mm-hmm.
1: That's all I'm saying. Okay. Right. Um, and I need to say that the, the first issue I wasn't too sure if it had been determined, and we're thinking it had been determined, the MPs who went to court about it, mm-hmm. uh, seeking 230,000 each Mm -hmm. uh, 10 million or so in excess Mm -hmm. they their suit went against them Mm -hmm. but it was after that that they sought to use administrative processes Mm -hmm. you know using chief of staff Mm -hmm. and the rest of them and then the Auditor General you know, also came in to say, no, this will not be approved, mm-hmm. and the rest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. you I, said, I
3: thought he wants to rebut some before. Yeah. Continue. Uh,
1: um, yes, uh, Dr. Otu, I think that it's only fair that so, once Martin uh, brings you on the spot.
6: I mm. yes. Not necessarily rebut.
1: Okay. So, yes, Yanan made
6: that point, and we thought it was a very important point, so it was captured in the committee's report. Now,
1: mm-hmm.
6: we should not forget the nurses and the teachers. Mm-hmm. But the committee was not dealing with single-sponsored Structure
4: mm-hmm.
6: that we could do something about the pay for teachers and the nurses. But if you read the entire report,
4: mm-hmm.
6: uh, there was a recommendation to the Fed that, um, that the state must consider bridging the gap. And bridging that gap between the wider public sector and Article mm-hmm. 71 would mean that you have to deal with something about. Um, those um, earnings on a single spine, which are portrait earnings. But you see, when you are doing work like this, it is both technical and and um, and, and political. So you you are to revise or review somebody's uh, conditions of service. And the point about vested interest, you take it into account. There's no way you straight away say that let's reduce proposed salary. And in fact, the discussion about salaries in Ghana is not about reducing. Mm. Anybody's salary. It mm. is actually about raising others, those that are earning 300 and, or 500 Ghana cities a month. The question is how we raise those people. But also, there's the question of how you arrest the escalating top to make sure that the gap is bridged at the end of the day. So, um, it is important that you read the entire report mm-hmm. and know the recommendations. Uh, Uh, the the basis of the recommendations that we made. In 2019, the Minister for Finance, in one of them, I think, uh, when he was in Parliament for a review of the budget, indicated that they admit that salaries on the single spine are lowest compared to salary structures in the other public sector, in other parts of the public sector. So the Minister was recommending that going forward, increases in the single spine in terms of percentages, ought to be higher than on other salary structures in the public sector. And that is part of the attempt to break the gap between, say, the single spine, Article 71, and the other salary structures. So, one of the things the committee did was to say that, OK, the increases we recommend for Article 71 ought not to be above what was recommended for uh, single spine. So the committee recommended a flat rate of 10% each year for Article 71. But you see, the difficulties the committees and the entire country finds itself in is this. The committee's recommendations are recommendations. They are like the Council of State's advice. So at all times since 1993, the committee's recommendation, and let me be fair to the president's, they have always accepted the committee's recommendation unfortunately parliament does not accept it so you have a situation where the committee has a progressive uh, recommendation and stuff and all that but eventually it is a recommendation and it gets changed okay but on the so on the question of first gratia the yantia committee did something and again, you should take that one into consideration when we are describing this. As part of its work, the committee met a forum called a forum for XMPs. And the SMPs, XMPs, put it to us that the payment of a lump sum as to MPs is a risky venture. Because you pay that huge amount to people, something happens, they lose the money. So you now have a large number of XMPs. That are in certain in situations that are not palatable, in virtual destitution, poverty. Of course, somebody and uh, many people describe that as irresponsible on their part. Mm-hmm. But these are ex honorables of the state. So, what the YMT and Moa Committee sought to do, and it is in the report, is to transform the S. Gracia into a superannuation scheme that will pay a monthly stipend to MPs. So, all these huge figures you are seeing there. Let's invest it on their behalf. Let them also make a contribution, just like a teacher makes a contribution to a social spirit. Let's have a superannuation scheme, a pension scheme of some sort, that will pay a monthly income to MPs so that it prevents them from getting into poverty and destitution. So a lot of innovations were, were done, mm. were proposed, were recommended. Mm. At the end of the day, we were told and that is, Gratia is mentioned in the Constitution. Yes. And you cannot use your report to amend or to take away what is due as what the Constitution has provided for us. And then the question of vested interest also comes in. Yes. So, let me put the point that the committee's work is a technical work. You don't go review somebody's salary and simply say that, bring it down. And I mean, from a technical perspective, the problem of salary administration in this country it's about
1: how you raise the bottom. The, the, yeah, the Constitution Review Commission's uh, point of view was that, mm-hmm. let's have an emoluments uh, commission yes. that will be responsible for, and they shouldn't be dealing with just this. Mm-hmm. Let everybody's salary should be yeah. taken care of. Um, do you think that's the way to go, and will it bring any sure. change? Do we need to start from a clean slate, mm-hmm. ground zero?
6: Mm-hmm. And so this committee's report actually picked on <laughs> the, uh, the constitutional review committee recommendation that we needed an emolument committee that would take care of everybody. Okay, and let me not pretend, but just say that there's some work going on already. You know, the technical review committee going on. Some of the ideas is that is it possible to stretch the single spine further so that you place all Article 71? on that uh, spine but all that also requires a change in the article itself mm. a certain amendment of the article okay mm. so there's both legal work that has to be done and there are also technical work that has to
1: be done right but going and on a clean I mean,
6: slate mm-hmm. appears um, appears uh, the way to go, barricade
1: everything. All right. Um, I suppose. I, I suppose yes. that is where that is where some of us, you know, uh, would like to give consideration to what face the country says. Let's overhaul.
2: Yes.
1: This whole constitutional document, it's 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 problematic, yeah. and it and much of the problem mm-hmm. is traceable to this constitution. Okay. So let's overhaul it. Clip the wings of the president, the imperial presidency, and then all of these, senor would say, Munchendi thing. You reduce it. Yes. He's saying that there's constitutional work that has to be done, mm-hmm. which will be like this. This one is entrenched. Yes. yes, you see, so you can't amend it until you go to a referendum. And there recommendations? Uh-huh. But Martin, we have other places. Mm-hmm. He, Dr. Uh, Yangtze, was speaking earlier. And he said, we have passed other laws, mm-hmm. not the Constitution, yes. in which we are giving people Article 71 benefits. Yeah. If you take the uh, okay. Presidential okay. Office yes, yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Act, named, if you yeah. look at that, that yeah. Section 6, mm-hmm. Presidential staff shall be entitled to such salaries, allowances, facilities, and privileges, as shall be determined under Article 71 of the Constitution. So we are actually increasing that, you know? Good. Okay. so Sam, in the committee's report, they
3: kicked against it. So Dr. Utu, that one, you did well. But we still come back to the point that isn't this committee that extended the list to now include the spouses of the president and the vice? So the 2 no, t- no, can't run, no, please, let me then finish. You've find that length. Then number two, look, Dr. O2, if you compare with America, for years, they don't increase the salaries of members of Congress. You didn't see that best practice. So when they say review,
2: even though we cannot reduce, you
3: could have come back, no, report. we are not uh, increasing. The past that I've seen, you've seen that in the US, for decades, they don't increase the, um, uh, the salaries of MPs. Mm. No, they Be- don't. Because of the dollar stability. Uh, and yes, that's but that's- Ghana, to, we say it's public service. On the 7th of January, when the president was taking office, he said if anybody wants to make money, they should go to the private sector. But the actual truth is that the public sector is more lucrative They are making more money, millions of dollars in public sector than in private sector. Mm. Look Sam, the context of all of this, the reason we are speaking, maybe the part we need to repeat is that, like you said, these salaries are peanuts. People are making millions of dollars from contracts. Contracts, as the president said. He has friends he gives contracts to. We can't run away from it. Those are millions of dollars. Public procurement, you go through, you saw what happened to the PPA. The contracts are given based on friendship, OK? It's their attend to chop. So it's chop, chop. So when you are making millions of dollars from contracts, you don't come again to the public place, and you are struggling for 40, 46,000 a,
1: a month and all that. That is where the- that, that is a suggestion as if you know, it's OK to nah. benefit corruptly Therefore, don't look for ex The problem,
3: well, in a way, yes, I
1: can't run away from it
3: because the contractor brings the 10% to your house. We can't go policing that. So, if I were the one, because you receive a lot of 10% on the contract, you don't even touch this. Look, Dr. Dufour, when he was pra- uh, uh, finance minister, he never took the salary. He didn't. He didn't. And you think he did it for free because but, at that I, time, I, I remember in the previous minutes, regime,
6: he had businesses. That we're
3: doing
6: business with government. So he was making millions. Martin, yes. Martin, Dr. Chapter Four, you see there are a lot of nuances in this thing. Mm-hmm. And unless we are sober, and unless uh, no, no, please no, don't use the word sober. So we are talking the
1: truth. Uh, but, but let's let's hear the total. Why uh, is uh, somebody uh, is not Let's hear, let's total. hear the total. It's, it's but, but, but Martin, the case, case the case again is that the case Latin again is that the, there will be a few. uh uh, in the system, Yes. So let's except that we don't get to know them, mm-hmm. that that's what they are doing. Yes. There'll be a few, you know, Dr. Dufors. Yes. So they don't take salaries. Yes, we, we know some of these people, yes. but they haven't made their uh, yes, issues public. Harry, so, uh, OK. Uh, okay. So, y- y- yes, uh,
6: yeah. Yes, uh So, for example, we know that the current finance minister doesn't take salaries.
4: Mm. Okay.
1: But
6: he's but made so much small, from the sir. Japan
1: deal. No. <laughs> His company made millions um, in Japan. No, well, well, uh-huh. well. Uh, My I think we have to be careful about that.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah it's public knowledge. Ah, that's, the you know I mean? uh, public, they awarded the contract to give advice on a japa. Data bank was part. Data bank was part. And there are other, ah, when we borrow, and the loans we make, Data Bank is always giving advice and making millions of dollars. Oh, so you've even walked into the trap, Dr. to. Did you look at no, the example you gave. If
1: uh, you uh, walked into the trap, the uh, finance minister's uh, company, data bank, okay, so so companies, companies, you companies that and he and used it. to be associated no, with.
3: That's his company, shareholder. Okay. So he's making millions of dollars. Okay. No, but
5: ba- 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 Martin, it's not fair to oh, say yes. that mm. that arrangement also predated his coming into office as, as a finance minister.
3: Which arrangement?
5: The arrangement where we had data advising government to take some of these
6: transactions predates his error. And
1: a, when you uh, come in all right. Thank 20. you. 20. Thank you. Yes, Dr. Otu. Yes, you Dr. Otu. See, yes. See,
6: I am, I am on this panel doing technical work.
1: That's right.
6: right. To some extent, political, but mm-hmm. I'm, not being, I'm not partisan here. Right. The reason why we don't solve problems in Ghana is that we are discussing as Garcia, and then you get a whole lot of things thrown in, and then will lose focus. We need ideas on how we fix the conundrum we face today. That's right. It's important. The other bit about corruption, they are also important questions, but we need a platform to deal with it. Okay. I'm telling you that Dr. Dufo was a former governor of the Bank of Ghana. We have retired on his salary. And that is the earlier challenge I told you about, that you have people earning salary from the Consolidator Fund who are also appointed to say National Media Commission and it becomes a challenge paying them because they, you can't take double salary from the consolidator fund. So some people then decide simply that they are not going to earn a salary. But it's also because they are already taking something from the Consolidator Fund mm-hmm. or some sort. Right. So that was the point that I'm making. But something, okay. yes. it is important that on this S. Garcia debate, we take a historical view. Mm. You weren't searching for the court case I gave you. But in fact, the court case I was telling you was that in 2011, a group of MPs under Liman, Third Republic, not Fourth Republic, right. are taking government to court. Mm. So this is something we have, we have been discussing all these years. It is important that we, we are less emotional and try to bring a closure to
4: it. Mm.
6: I am emotionally against the way we have implemented Esgracia. And I'm in accord with the national public interest. The situation we face today is that the beneficiaries see a different view. On January 7, 2021, mm. um, the, 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 the leadership of parliament, both minority and majority, held a press conference and justified the payment or the the amount that was about to be paid to, be, to them as, as Russia. This is the situation we have as a country. All right. And we ought to find ways to...
1: Okay. Thank you. I, I need to take a break at this time, but it's only fair that uh, Suleimana gets uh, a minute or two before we go on break and return to tie in what we're looking at now with the um, issue of the public services and whether or not they are unproductive, underpaid, or overpaid. Yes, Suley.
2: Well, Samson, I think that the, the extent to which what is happening is quite ob- obnoxious, is something that is mm. accepted by consensus. We've all established that what is happening now is just not the right thing. It's not fair, it's unjust and unsustainable. The question then is, how do we go forward? Uh, as I said before, and you have reiterated that point, the need to fix our constitution. We have a president who says, This is the constitution that has supported our democracy for the last 30 years. We need to be careful about thinking of overhauling overhauling it. At the same time, it is the constitution that is interpreted in diverse ways to create the condition that we have for ourselves today. For me, what can solve it outside of a constitutional amendment is having a leader who is patriotic, who is committed to the future of this country. And by a leader, I mean the president. And of course, if you have such a president, committed and determined to ensure that the right things are done, to ensure that these wrongs that we've committed over the years are corrected, we would begin to see some steps towards dealing with what we are confronted with. Mm. But unless that happens, again, even to overhaul the Constitution, you still require that leader who says, yes, I see a lot wrong with this Constitution, and yes, we should fix it. So it all comes with leadership. And as we go about selecting our leaders and all of that, maybe it should be part of the conversation. 2024, mm-hmm. can we make the overhaul of the Constitution one of the requirements that you know, a candidate must say, yes, I will do it. And when I get power, I will do it as one of those that will determine who becomes the next president mm-hmm. of our country. Otherwise, we just run it into a ditch and we keep going. Even though we are being cautioned, we keep going. And I don't know whether we want to land into that ditch before, you know, we start seeing how we come out of it. Hmm. What is happening is certainly terrible, and it also comes with individuals of conscience. I think people must begin to Hmm. ask themselves: Is this thing that I'm doing right? And all the money that I have, how much I've made over the years, what would this do to me? Hmm. Like Thabo has, and I think that. We need to continue to celebrate people like that. So, so, so that you, don't, you don't you don't seem
1: to agree with uh, Dr. Yakutu when he says, once we bring in individuals um, and this, you know, emotive issues, then we will obfusc- obfuscate the issue. We will lose focus. Um, but, but whilst, for example, to be frank with you, whilst when Martin is speaking. I feel I should do what it takes to restrain him a bit. <laughs> I find also that, you know, bringing the, the human individual's faces in it helps a better appreciation. I'm asking myself that the moral question has been asked before. President Mahama has is, is left office, okay? He left office on his salary. We are paying him the, the money that uh, he was in office and taking. Uh, as and when it improves, he will continue to take the money as it is improved. The three ve- uh, ve- two vehicles or so change every three years, he will continue to enjoy. All the other benefits that are enti- uh, is entitled, he will continue to enjoy. He would have taken his, uh, his ex Gratia and yet he will be benefiting from all of that. And people ask the moral question, shouldn't an individual, for example, take the view that once I'm not there anymore, and I have
2: other opportunities, I should give it give it up like uh, Togbia Feder did? Well, Samson, I think it's important to emphasize that the fact that what we are talking about right now, the problem that we have, is not just limited to the current regime. So it's not an issue. I think it predates him. President Mohammed supervised and endorsed it and did it, and he's benefiting from it. Now he wants to come back to the president. I think we have to ask questions. You know, uh, if he didn't find anything wrong with that kind of system and supervised it, presided over it, did not, you know, make any concrete, tangible, you know, evidential uh, uh, efforts to ensure that this whole constitutional creation, which has resulted in this, uh, is dealt with. I mean, how do we trust that back into office? We can have the best done. Uh, under him. But certainly we have to celebrate individuals who are distinguishing themselves. Like the lady was saying, we celebrated the lady who a uh, guy who returned the eight thousand, including the vice president donating twenty thousand to him. What was the essence? To inspire more people to do the same thing. And yet the same people if the same people who see what the guy did as an inspiration, as inspiration, also do the same things that you know we are condemning, then you ask yourself, is it an act of hypocrisy? all once. And so, people like Toby and Feather, we need to celebrate them. People right. like the taxi driver, we need to celebrate them, so that we all get inspired to do the right thing.
1: We'll take a break here, and return to very limited time, try and tie it in on the issue of remuneration and productivity. But I think that the jury is out there, whether or not uh, Article 71 office holders have a conscience. We'll be right back.